Hi, welcome to Adulthood Pending Podcast. I'm Annalise. I'm Brittany. And I'm Kimmy. We're a podcast for college students, recent graduates, or anyone else who's also figuring out that being an adult isn't as simple as it's made out to be. Join us each episode as we share how we're navigating our careers, postgrad lives, and the whole adulting experience. Love is in the air. <laughs> in honor of St. Valentine's Day, we're going. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so, with Valentine's Day coming up, we decided to do another episode on dating and love and everything that comes with that. So, we have talked about relationships before, but this episode we thought it'd be fun to put a spotlight on our resident singleton, Annalise. Whoa. I don't. All right. <laughs> Take that proudly. Um, <laughs> as she's been lucky enough to navigate adulthood in the dating scene <laughs> <laughs> simultaneously. Um, so, as our fun question, like always, what dating advice would you give to a friend or just anyone? First of all, can I just say I want to know if I would call myself lucky enough? <laughs> and also, I don't think I've ever seen you that bubbly about an intro before. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> don't apologize. I can start, but to first give some context, if you haven't yet listened to our previous episodes on dating, we've covered a variety of different topics. The current boyfriend that I'm dating right now is my first boyfriend, so my advice throughout this episode would be very limited, but the advice I would give that I've also heard echoes on TikTok is that if you're interested in finding someone, like, yes, you can be casual about it, but you really have to put yourself out there um, because there's no other way. Like, you can't just, like, wait around for an opportunity to come to you. Hmm. Hmm. Mine is very similar. Actually, I had the conversation with my friend about this today. And um, to give also context, I think I was very lucky in the fact that I'm also still dating my first boyfriend. And so um, things just kind of happen that way. But the reason why I actually started dating with him is because I made a pact with my friend that we had to go on a date with someone and he was just like, gonna fulfill that pact. And I was really not thinking anything of it. And then I was like, oh, um, <laughs> I guess what I kind of... romantic origin story. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I think putting myself out there, I wouldn't have done that otherwise if I wasn't kind of forced to because that's really like the hardest step is just like making that first jump. I would think. Mm. So, okay. So as the, I guess, only single person out of the three of us, my advice is to keep an open mind. I mm. think, mm. Um, you know, y- you could go into, on, you can go on a date with one expectation, but always keep an open mind about the person you're on a date with or about where the relationship could go. Um, and also I feel like I've talked to a few people who have this romanticized view of relationships where it's like, I want to be with one person and that one person is my last person. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's still, you can still learn from relationships that don't work out. And if you go into things kind of open-minded without thinking like, this has to be the one that works. This has to be the make or break relationship. 
that you could learn a lot and grow from it. So my advice is to be open-minded when you're dating. That's good advice. Thank you. So being the one that's been Mm. (laughs) exploring dating now, um, what does like being open-minded look like to you? Or I guess like we should back up and can you tell us a little bit about your dating experience? Like are you using dating apps? Are you meeting friends with friends? With COVID? Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely, okay, I will say there's a number of things that are making things a little bit trickier to meet people. One of them is COVID naturally. Mm -hmm. The other one is this applies to just meeting anyone in general, whether that be friends or partners or just anyone is being outside of school and being put Mm -hmm. in like, quote unquote, the outside world where you're not in this bubble where you're in this kind of environment where everyone knows someone or it's easier to meet people at parties or in classes Instead, you're living this very, well, this is speaking from someone who has like a nine to five job. You are very much just always interacting with the same people every single day. Mm-hmm. And personally, I don't want to date within the workplace. I feel like that complicates things. So then that like narrows things down a lot. It's kind of like <laughs> the only people that you really hang out with are your coworkers. And then you'll have to meet like friends of friends. And then it's mm-hmm. very hard to meet anyone after college, whether that be a romantic interest or friends in general. Mm-hmm. So those two things, I think, make it very hard to meet new people, COVID, and being outside of school. So so to answer your question, I am currently on dating apps, and I have been using them. I feel like that's a great way to meet people that I would not have met otherwise in my Mm day-to-day life. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I guess like, does that mean being open-minded that if you see a personality, I don't, I mean, I guess you can't see personality traits, but if you see like, I know you aren't like a horoscope lover, but let's say like you mm-hmm. hate Virgos. And if you see someone's a Virgo, are you like, oh, I'm going to be open-minded and I'm going to swipe on them? Or what does that like physically look like? Ah, uh, yeah. It's a little bit trickier with dating apps because I feel like you can only put so much of yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Um, like there are apps that have prompts like they'll ask you like a number of questions that you can answer to kind of showcase your personality other things like I don't know your classic tinder profile where it's just photos like it's harder to show off your personality beyond looks and stuff so the one thing that I don't like so much about dating apps is it is very superficial so Mm -hmm. you always have to keep that in mind when you're on those when you're using those apps but I think when I say like being open-minded it's kind of more like when you go on a date unless it's like some major turn off or red flag or something you know kind of go into it open-minded does that make sense like don't go in thinking it's gonna be amazing based off of a conversation you had don't go in thinking it's gonna be like really bad because I've met people who are really terrible texters but in person it's like the conversation flows very naturally Mm. you know so that's good advice. Yeah. What do you have to say? And you too, Kimmy, because I know you met Eric um, online as well. Um, mm-hmm. Like, what do you have to say to people that, like, are absolutely against dating apps and, like, don't want that to be their origin story for their relationship? 
I mean, I kind of understand. <laughs> I know. I kind of get that too. <laughs> I think if I were single, I think that. Yeah, it's definitely hard. I feel like, like I said, with COVID and, you know, having your friend circle already limited, mm-hmm. it's really hard to meet people in general that it's kind of like, well, at least, at least give it a shot if you if like say your relationship is what you really want I feel like you should at least give dating apps a shot because you never know what's going to happen again with being open-minded you know Mm -hmm. you can be open-minded about dating apps (laughs) um (laughs) but like I I also kind of understand everyone has this romanticized idea of like oh I want to have a meet cute I don't want to use dating apps because that's Mm -hmm. so like whatever but I feel like dating apps are just so common now that part of me is also like well like it i've i know people who have made it work through these apps so i'm like "Mm, no keep an open mind yeah i'm in agreement with annalise like i feel like i have a few different thoughts one most people are meeting through dating apps nowadays like i'm not sure the exact stats but most people that are getting married nowadays like their relationship stemmed from a dating app another I guess like comment that I heard um, in a Try Guy podcast is that they said you spend so much time online, why not like spend time dating online? Mm. Oh. Which I was like, true, like that's where we spend most of our time. And then the third point is like, if you really want to find someone, why not increase your likelihood of that happening? You're going to be able to interact with way more people in an app versus like you going to a bar. Right. And, like, you never know. Like, you could meet someone on a dating app and not work out. You guys stay friends, but then they introduce you to their friends. And then, boom, you meet someone naturally. It's true. (laughs) So you never know what's going to happen. It's a very Um, specific scenario, (laughs) Annalise. I'm just saying. (laughs) Open-minded. But I think, like, again, there's some... The the other hard part is that there's so many dating apps now. It's kind of like you have to find... The one that works for you. Yeah. Mm. Um, but it's interesting to see how this has kind of evolved through dating websites like eHarmony. Mm-hmm. And then now we have like <laughs> all of these dating apps that are mm-hmm. just so quick to, I guess, like everyone's using dating yeah. apps now. Mm-hmm. So speaking of dating, um, as we mentioned, Brittany and I met our boyfriends in college. So our dates were pretty like typical, but now that you're a working woman in the adulthood <laughs> path <laughs> or on the adulthood mm. journey, what do you typically do on first dates? Is there like a go-to? Mm. I think the easiest go-to is just getting drinks with someone. Mm. It's also probably one of the cheaper options because the Fair. alternative is like dinner and drinks and like that's a full meal and <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it, yeah but I feel like drinks are usually nice and then in the summertime it's nice to like go to breweries and stuff because they mm. can be outdoors it's mm-hmm. true um coffees coffee that's also very like <laughs> very um low pressure environment yeah. you know in a coffee shop mm-hmm. yeah I, I would say like the typical first I think also a lot of things that I've noticed like people like to have alcohol in the house (laughs) on a first date because it helps with nerves Mm -hmm. so there's like that element as well for sure um yeah that's kind of what I do on a first date but 
I know, so as Brady mentioned, Kimi, you and your partner met through a dating app as well. Mm-hmm. What was your mentality going into that first date with him? Oh, yeah. So to preference, to, to, pre, to preface, preface. <laughs> so to preface my answer to this question, um, I met my boyfriend around three years ago. So maybe young Kimmy was a little different than I am now. But oh. my intention, I guess, for getting Tinder and for going on any sort of dates was just to like see if I could find someone. And I didn't particularly have anything in mind. Like I feel like previous to this, I was thinking more long term, like date to marry. Mm. But because because this was my first time like taking dating seriously, that wasn't really my intention because the probability of that happening is kind of slim. Um, so I just kind of wanted to like feel him out and get to know him. So pretty casual. Mm. So then what made you go from that first date to being like, oh, you know, we had a good conversation. I want to go on a second date and a third and a fourth. I want to date him for three years. (laughs) Going to move (laughs) in. So within like the first 15 minutes, could you not, of our conversation. Oh, We had so many values that were aligned that I feel like is pretty uncommon. So, like, we both have the Mm. same background, both grew up similarly religious, um, had, like, a similar family structure and, like, siblings. So just I feel like that similarity made me interested in wanting to know him for longer. Okay. 15 minutes, that's pretty deep. Wait, like, do you think that is too long or you're no that's thinking. like you're diving in deep for the first 15 minutes oh yeah i mean i feel like all that stuff is kind of intro like oh tell me about your family mm. like religion though like that's like a, that's like a second date yeah i don't know how that came up like, yeah, like, <laughs> within oh. the first 15 minutes yeah. <laughs> so what, what religion do you subscribe to? <laughs> honestly maybe i have you heard up. of our lord and savior jesus christ Wait, so what about you, Brittany? Because I know you and your boyfriend, Nathan, you guys were friends at first. So when you went into your first date, what were your expectations? Yeah, I, I kind of forgot about this pact that I made with my friend until I saw her recently. <laughs> but it really was like, I was like, okay, fine. Like, I guess this is like the easiest guy that can like fill that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah, it sounded like, like really you a, knew him already. And, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, and I wasn't close enough friends with him where I'm like, if this date somehow mm. like messed up our friendship, like I would mourn that friendship. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and I think someone had also told me, so kind of what you said earlier, Annalise. Like, even if something goes, even if like a date or something goes bad, like there's something from that experience you can learn from. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of just, you know, I hadn't really, I hadn't dated anyone before then. So I was like, you know what? Like, I don't even know what I want in a person. Um, Mm. So maybe like this person can like narrow some of that criteria down for me. And yeah, when I tell, (laughs) I I recognize when I tell that story, I found really, I sound really obnoxious and like, yeah, I was just like, so happened my first date my first boyfriend we've been dating for so long but um yeah I think getting I I wouldn't have been like obviously I wouldn't be in the situation if I didn't think that like um or if I didn't if I wasn't pushed to make that first step 
to like getting outside mm. of my comfort zone. So yeah. mm-hmm. you were like, I need to narrow down my preferences. Oh, I guess it's you. <laughs> no, preferences narrowed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like, I, yeah. Cause Emily said I did like him before, but, um, that's yeah. true. And yeah, I, I think that like also made it easier of like, Oh, but like, can I seriously like putting mm. it more into a romantic context of like when we first like started going out, is very different from like having a crush on someone i think you know yeah mm-hmm. i think it's also different because like you did kind of have a crush on him right mm-hmm. so the feelings for you were already more or less kind That's of true. there to mm-hmm. begin with versus when you go on a date for the first time especially through a dating app where you've never met them you have zero feelings at all and it's just like wait it's so much of it is dependent on that first date whereas mm-hmm. for you you had those feelings like or kind of Kind of brewing, you know, bubbling up a little bit. <laughs> Just below the surface. Festering. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fermenting, maybe. <laughs> Some might say. Yeah. So, Annalise, you kind of talked about, or we guess we all, all kind of touched on, like, using dating as an experience to, like, know your preferences and, like, mm-hmm. almost yourself in that way. Like, how have you, or what have you learned about yourself since dating more? Yeah, I think it's a combination of going on dates and also my last relationship, which was Mm. three years long. Mm -hmm. But a lot of, I think I learned a lot about what I was looking for in a partner from that long-term relationship, having been with someone for that long. Mm -hmm. And our personalities were very different. So coming out of that uh, after some reflecting it was kind of like okay why did that relationship not work what did I like about that relationship what didn't I like necessarily and then I think because I already had certain like a certain idea when I went and started dating more actively it was kind of like okay I already knew kind of more or less what I wanted and so it was confirming these things and I think Mm -hmm. yeah I think that's kind of like what I've learned about myself and what I want in a relationship and in a partner Through that long-term relationship, what did you learn was really valuable to you in a relationship? Yeah, I think I think something that I really appreciated was the fact that we had a lot of trust in each other and that we were very comfortable with the other person kind of doing their own thing Mm -hmm. and letting them do their own thing without being like, Where are you going? What are you doing? Who are you hanging out with? You know, like a lot of independence Mm -hmm. and a lot of trust in that. Um, so that's something that I you know, continue to look for in relationships. Uh, and something else that I've learned from that relationship also and from just dating in general is that I, is like, it's kind of hard to really pinpoint, but it's more like a compatibility thing. Like if our personalities work really well together, like if we mm-hmm. can have a lot of fun and we know we're joking a lot, but we can also have like serious conversations. And if you're comfortable with the person, I feel like that's a really big thing for me that I've learned is, yeah. am I comfortable enough with that person to communicate with them and to talk about my feelings and be very honest and open and know mm-hmm. that they will listen to me and respond in a way that's very productive mm-hmm. and supportive those are things that I kind of look for now in a partner like yes communication is big and everyone kind of emphasizes that but I don't think you realize how much of that communication you need and how much you want your partner to listen to you and to support you and in what way until you're actually in these situations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I agree. I feel like there's a lot of times where, like, I'm angry or, like, annoyed at Nathan. And, like, in my head, I know that communication is, like, so important, right? Mm -hmm. But, like, it takes a second for my brain to catch up and be like, oh, wait, you're really not telling him, (laughs) like, (laughs) yeah, why you're upset. So, um, yeah, I think, like, like, I think we've said this before, how, like, much communication is important in, like, building a relationship with someone, but I feel like it's not reiterized and, or it's not emphasized enough, like, how difficult it is. And, yeah. No, go ahead. I do want to add on also, like, everyone has their own way of communicating or their own way of expressing feelings. And I feel like a lot of being in a relationship is defining out what works best for you and, a partner mm-hmm. like it's very different in that sense like take even for my parents for example right like they don't necessarily when they argue my parents don't necessarily like sit down like okay like I want to talk my feelings they kind of just like you know take their own time and mm-hmm. then eventually like when they're both cool down they kind of they're like they show their love through acts of service or food mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. small things small gestures not so much like I'm sorry, I just yelled at you like five minutes ago. They very much mm-hmm. like move on and then do some kind of small gesture. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's communicating in their own way and works for them. And I feel like that's something that you have to figure out for yourself is your own communication style and your partner's communication style. And if that works together. Mm-hmm. Is that like, like knowing that in someone, can you sense like if your communication or like, like how deep how many dates deep into like get knowing someone like it's hard because like I feel like unless you're in a situation where you have to communicate like a big argument yeah you wouldn't necessarily know right but I think it's something else is like for me it's how comfortable am I that if I were like okay if something were to really blow up Mm -hmm. would I feel comfortable and safe enough with this person to like to let me be me Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you can gauge that. Um, I don't know if I have yet. I don't know. I feel like these things aren't really things that like kind of come up when you're dating until you're in a relationship. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Speaking of communication compatibility, when you were dating Nathan Britt, was there a time when you thought like, oh, we're compatible in this way? Or was it not until you started to be in a relationship? Similar to Annalise, I think, like, things didn't, I I couldn't see things as they could have been until we got in, like, a really big fight, and, like, Mm. things, Mm -hmm. we had, I had to communicate my feelings in, like, a productive way, Um, but, I mean, like, one of the reasons why I had a crush on him (laughs) before we started dating was because I thought he was, like, a very thoughtful, um, like, analytical person, and I think like, that was something that was really important to me, that they can, like, empathize and ration things out. Um, mm-hmm. Like, when he would talk about it, he would kind of talk about it within, like, conflicts, like, of his friend groups or, like, other orgs he was involved in. And I was like, oh, mm. like, what a mature person. Mm, um, but, I mean, not to say that, like, it definitely took a few fights for us to kind of mm-hmm. find our communication style still. Mm-hmm. but like you were able to sense out his communication style based on communication problems he might have had with other people 
more or less. I could tell he was like had that skill. Whether he mm-hmm. used that with me all the time, like, <laughs> was a different story. Um, but I, just I feel mean, like okay. that's a hot tip. <laughs> okay, I will you know? say though, it's interesting. I feel like people are so different in friendships than they are in relationships. Mm. You know, like what you were saying, like he uses great communication skills with his friends, but with you, not so. <laughs> I think it's also, yeah, that as well. But it's also like different when you're talking about something that happens and you're analyzing conflict, like when you're like That's three degrees true. separated versus if you're mm. like in the moment, like crying and like, mm, mm-hmm. or been like frustrated for so many days or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, well, what about you, Kimi? I mean, you mentioned that you and Eric already had so much in common but was it like what was at what point was it kind of like beyond having things in common being like okay we're also compatible in addition to having a lot of things in common Mm -hmm. yeah so our like background is very similar but our personality is completely opposite Mm -hmm. and you know they say like opposites technically don't don't attract Mm -hmm. I've heard no it's it's false like people say oh yeah opposites attract or like opposites oh, oh, oh. are good together, but that's technically false. Like it's better to be with someone who's similar. But yeah, I, <laughs> I feel like we balance each other out. Um, but in terms of communication, I think pretty initially I knew that he was a very transparent person. Like when mm-hmm. we were messaging on Tinder, he was straight up like, you know what? Like I enjoy the conversation we're having so far. Do you want to go on a date? And mm-hmm. then afterwards, I was like. Um, oh, can I have your number? And he was like, oh, I was going to ask you the same thing. So there was like no games played initially, which Mm -hmm. I really appreciated. And he also shared stuff during our first date that I thought was quite vulnerable. And he shared it like very openly. Mm -hmm. Um, So from like the level of honesty, I knew that he was going to be a good communicator. But in terms of our communication compatibility, I feel like I didn't figure that out until I asked him like, I tried to, you know, define the relationship, DTR, figure out what would come out of us. Mm. And we kind of had to have that like difficult talk early on to figure Mm. out what was next in our relationship. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now that like, just like listening to both of you, I realized something else that I look for in a partner is maturity. Mm. I feel like I'm at that point in my life too, where I think like when I... In college, like, you're still figuring out so much of your life. Like, I'm still figuring stuff out now, Mm -hmm. but you're so young in college that, like, maturity isn't that big of an issue. But once you're out of college and you're, like, working and, like, you know, living your life and doing, quote, unquote, adult things like grocery shopping and cooking and paying bills and everything, you, you want to find someone who is kind of stable or, like, has a lot of knows kind of what they're doing or knows what they want to do in life and has the sense of security or maturity involved. And I think that's something that I also look for now. Mm -hmm. Is that something you could sense within the first date? Yeah, I think so. I think it's like also like how they carry themselves, you know, Mm -hmm. I feel like that kind of portrays a lot about the personality, like someone who maybe or more mature people kind of hold themselves a little bit differently than maybe the people who are not as mature mm-hmm. or and it's like also on top of like their listening skills or communication skills like if you're on a date and they're like asking a lot of questions and they're like really paying attention and like 
they seem genuinely interested. It shows their maturity level as well. And you're like, oh, these are like, there's very small things that you kind of like pick up on. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, that's a good quality that I like about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and obviously, like on a first date, everyone's trying to put their best selves forward. Uh-huh. But even then, like, you, I feel like you'd be surprised by people who don't necessarily <laughs> do that. Mm. So, as we mentioned before, Annalise, you were in a long-term relationship, um, mostly through college, and then now you're, you know, working and in this, like, later part of your adulthood, and now you're, like, in that dating phase, which I feel like for a lot Mm. of people, it's, like, they go date for a while, and then they end up in a long-term relationship. Like, how does it feel Mm -hmm. to have that backwards, and, like, do you wish, I don't know, you you had that switched around the order? Mm. Hmm. Hmm. No, I actually, like, kind of, I don't think so. I mean, I don't really have any regrets about my relationship or about any of the dates that I've been on because I feel like I try to be a very optimistic person where I'm like, okay, all of this has been a learning experience Mm -hmm. and ways for me to grow as a person. So in that sense, like I mentioned earlier, I feel like I've learned a lot about what I'm looking for in a partner and in a relationship from my long-term relationship, and I was able to do that in, like, the comfort of a school campus, you know, surrounded mm-hmm. or where I'm not also trying to juggle work and juggle like being more or less independent at this mm-hmm. point. So I think having some kind of understanding about what I'm looking for and then jumping into the dating world, dating scene from that experience, I kind of like it that way. Cause I feel like the alternative would be me going on a lot of dates, not knowing what I want at all, but having like this maybe more romanticized view about what I'm looking for in a partner from like mm-hmm. movies or books or you know friends where it's like okay it's working for them or this is what I think is what a relationship is supposed to be like without actually being in one mm-hmm. and then having like very different expectations going into these relationships like being in a long-term relationship you learn about how to resolve arguments learn you learn about um, communication and all those things that you necessarily wouldn't experience if you're just dating around you Mm -hmm. know so I feel like I I don't know if I would say prefer but I am okay with the way the way that things played out in my life Mm -hmm. that's great to hear especially as Brent and I (laughs) if things don't work out with our relationships we're gonna be in the same (laughs) situation (laughs) why do you I mean it's the truth Uh I guess uh no I I agree because I think like it was nice to navigate like the reality of what it is to be like what it how it is to be in a relationship or like mm-hmm. in a romantic connection. I don't know how to describe it <laughs> uh, with it, it's nice to navigate that within a relationship. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you're not getting me flowers every time you see me like, hmm, let's yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. it. And so instead <laughs> of like. And so you're, like, learning from that experience, and your expectations are, like, set to what they should be, I think. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speaking of, though, um, I think we touched in our Quarter Life Crisis episode. Now that you're in your mid-20s, do you feel any pressure to settle down, or, like, are you feeling pressure from society or anything? Mm. I think, if anything, it's my biological clock. I know like 25 is still young like Mm -hmm. okay I joke about how I'm old but I I know 25 is still young but at the same time like I know we talked about this in a previous episode but it's like 
I want to meet someone. I want to date them for a while. And then I want to move in with them. And then I want to marry them and then be married to them for a while before having kids. Like all that is going to, you know, that doesn't happen in the span of like two years. So it's very much like, okay, yeah, 25 is young, but time passes (laughs) quickly. Mm -hmm. So the, the pressure that I feel is maybe more or less from my biological clock because I do want kids. Mm -hmm. But I guess I also think that society has become more accepting of women not wanting to settle down and not wanting to have kids. Mm -hmm. I think things were different maybe even five years ago where they're like, okay, no, women should have kids by a certain age. They should, they should do Mm -hmm. X, Y, and Z and all that. But I think people are being more vocal about not wanting that and kind of pushing against those expectations. Mm. That said, I yeah, I mean like it's it's also different being like coming from a Chinese family too. They value family and kids a lot and grandkids mm-hmm. a lot. So there are different expectations that come with that. But we'll deal with that later. <laughs> <laughs> Your sister can deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely I would say fortunate enough that I have a good relationship with my mom and my parents that I can kind of push back and be like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to settle down right now. Like, let me live my life. Let me figure things out. And then, yeah. Mm. What about you two? Being in your first. Pressures to settle down. Yeah. I don't know. I would, I don't know if I would classify it as pressures, but more just like thinking about what our next steps are. Because mm. that is the inevitable option is to settle down from here on out or break up. You don't have to get – oh, I mean, well, you like, don't have to get married, right? Like, Oh, but we did talk about how it's economically better. <laughs> Even in the sense of not getting yeah. married, like, I feel like if you aren't going to get married, there's still some sort of conversation or agreement that, like, you're in this for the long haul. Yeah. Mm. And I feel like just because that is the next step – it doesn't, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I feel like it's hard to explain. It doesn't feel like it's pressure, but it's just like on my mind that that could be the next thing. Yeah. Do you think that's also played into society though? And like growing up, we're so used to seeing like people married and having kids that that is that this feels like a discussion that needs to be had versus like, you know, like you could very easily be in this relationship and not necessarily like find a next step. But do you think there's like part of it is society being like, okay, there has to be something that happens afterwards. Yeah, but yes, but I also feel like it's biological, right? But Mm. at the same time, like, yeah, definitely anytime I go home, I talk to my family about like, ooh, when is my cousin going to get married? Oh, when is this person going to like propose? Just because we're all out of school at this point. Like, that is the topic of conversation, you know? Like, we know what our cousins and what our family members do for work, but we aren't going to talk about, like, oh, when are they going to get a promotion? (laughs) It's just, like, a very natural conversation that comes up. Mm. What about you, Britt? Yeah, I agree. I'm in definitely no rush to, like, get married, but I'm, like, at that point where... It's either I'm in or out at this, like, in this relationship. Nope. And I feel like, um, like, Kimmy, you said, like, you're going to have to, like, define it one way or another. Mm-hmm. Like, 
set a path for it. And if it's not, like, I don't know if it's society's expectations that are, like, have been hammered into me or just, like, my own anxiety of not being on the same page with someone who I'm in a relationship with. Um, But I think, for me, it's, like, important that I have, like, a trajectory I'm going on, whether that be, Mm. like, Definitely not marriage anytime soon, but it's just nice to know that, like, the other person is as committed as I am. Mm-hmm. So, Kimmy, I know we're both in ha- very happy in our own relationships, but is there a part of you that is jealous of Annalise's dating escapades? Because <laughs> I know deep in my heart I am a little... I see her having fun and living her best life. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely looks like a lot of fun. And also just like being able to meet a lot of random people. That's something I haven't experienced mm-hmm. in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, but at the same time, sometimes I think about it and I'm like, I don't know. I feel pretty happy just being in like a good spot in the relationship. Even like the early days is just like, ugh, I don't want to like go back to all of that, like trying, you know. Mm. <laughs> so. Trying. Because you don't know what I'm talking about, though. (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah, as much as, like, I I think I'm very jealous of Annalise. Like, it seems like you're definitely, like, learning a lot about yourself. And, like, you have a lot more confidence in who you know you are as a person. Not to say you didn't before, Mm -hmm. but, like, I think, like, dating, like, really brought that out in you. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can, like, go back to the small talk again. So it, it goes back and forth for me, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I get that, too. Like, yeah, I'm having fun. And, like, I, I, I think, like, I think dating is also nice because, like, it helps your confidence, too, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, de- depending on, you know, how things go, obviously. <laughs> but I think, it, and, like, learning a lot and, like, meeting new people and everything's, like, all fun. But, I mean, it's also part of me that's also kind of, like, it would be nice to just have someone, you know, who's, like, my person who I could count on and talk to and just spend my weekends with but Mm. I'm also having fun too so that just goes to show that you know you can kind of make the best out of every situation you're in wow so so positive um and be (laughs) open-minded yeah I'm kidding (laughs) I can be a person (laughs) even though we can't spend weekends in different time zones (laughs) yeah different states (laughs) we'll make it work well, long distance relationships mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that happens. Yeah, that's that'll be us. That is you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kimmy. <laughs> that's all of us. That's true. All right. What a great way to end the episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> On that note, thank you so much, Annalise, for sharing your experience about dating. This is a topic that could be sensitive at times, so we really appreciate you opening up and being vulnerable with us and our listeners. Mm -hmm. For everyone else, thank you for listening. You can check out our website, adulthoodpending.com, or follow us at adulthoodpendingpodcast on Instagram. Join us every other Monday for new episodes. We can't wait to share our stories, and we're excited that you're with us on our adulthood journey. Bye. Bye!